Section one of the Brothers Karamazov. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. The Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. Book one. The History of a Family. Chapter one. Fyodor Pavlovich Karamazov. Alexey Fyodorovitch Karamazov was the third son of Fyodor Pavlovitch Karamazov, a landowner well known in our district in his own day and still remembered among us, owing to his gloomy and tragic death, which happened thirteen years ago, and which I shall describe in its proper place. For the present, I will only say that this landowner, for so we used to call him, although he hardly spent a day of his life on his own estate, was a strange type yet one pretty frequently to be met with a type abject and vicious and at the same time senseless but he was one of those senseless persons who are very well capable of looking after their worldly affairs and apparently after nothing else fyodor pavlovitch for instance began with next to nothing his estate was of the smallest he ran to dine at other men's tables and fastened on them as a toady yet at his death it appeared that he had a hundred thousand roubles in hard cash at the same time he was all his life one of the most senseless fantastical fellows in the whole district i repeat it was not stupidity the majority of these fantastical fellows are shrewd and intelligent enough but just senselessness and a peculiar national form of it he was married twice and had three sons the eldest dmitri by his first wife and two ivan and alexey by his second fyodor pavlovitch's first wife adalida ivanovna belonged to a fairly rich and distinguished noble family also landowners in our district the miusovs how it came to pass that an heiress who was also a beauty and moreover one of those vigorous intelligent girls so common in this generation but sometimes also to be found in the last could have married such a worthless puny weakling as we all called him i won't attempt to explain i knew a young lady of the last romantic generation who after some years of an enigmatic passion for a gentleman whom she might quite easily have married at any moment invented insuperable obstacles to their union and ended by throwing herself one stormy night into a rather deep and rapid river from a high bank almost a precipice and so perished entirely to satisfy her own caprice and to be like shakespeare's ophelia indeed if this precipice a chosen and favourite spot of hers had been less picturesque if there had been a prosaic flat bank in its place most likely the suicide would never have taken place this is a fact and probably there have been not a few similar instances in the last two or three generations adelaida ivanovna musov's action was similarly no doubt an echo of other people's ideas and was due to the irritation caused by lack of mental freedom she wanted perhaps to show her feminine independence to override class distinctions and the despotism of her family 
and a pliable imagination persuaded her we must suppose for a brief moment that fyodor pavlovitch in spite of his parasitic position was one of the bold and ironical spirits of that progressive epoch though he was in fact an ill-natured buffoon and nothing more what gave the marriage piquancy was that it was preceded by an elopement and this greatly captivated adelaida ivanovna's fancy fyodor pavlovitch's position at the time made him specially eager for any such enterprise for he was passionately anxious to make a career in one way or another to attach himself to a good family and obtain a dowry was an alluring prospect as for mutual love it did not exist apparently either in the bride or in him in spite of adelaida ivanovna's beauty this was perhaps a unique case of the kind in the life of fyodor pavlovitch who was always of a voluptuous temper and ready to run after any petticoat on the slightest encouragement she seems to have been the only woman who made no particular appeal to his senses immediately after the elopement adelaida ivanovna discerned in a flash that she had no feeling for her husband but contempt the marriage accordingly showed itself in its true colors with extraordinary rapidity although the family accepted the event pretty quickly and apportioned the runaway bride her dowry the husband and wife began to lead a most disorderly life and there were everlasting scenes between them it was said that the young wife showed incomparably more generosity and dignity than fyodor pavlovitch who as is now known got hold of all her money up to twenty-five thousand roubles as soon as she received it so that those thousands were lost to her forever the little village and the rather fine town-house which formed part of her dowry he did his utmost for a long time to transfer to his name by means of some deed of conveyance he would probably have succeeded merely from her moral fatigue and desire to get rid of him and from the contempt and loathing he aroused by his persistent and shameless importunity but fortunately adelaida ivanovna's family intervened and circumvented his greediness it is known for a fact that frequent fights took place between the husband and wife but rumour had it that fyodor pavlovitch did not beat his wife but was beaten by her for she was a hot-tempered bold dark-browed impatient woman possessed of remarkable physical strength finally she left the house and ran away from fyodor pavlovitch with a destitute divinity student leaving mitya a child of three years old in her husband's hands immediately fyodor pavlovitch introduced a regular harem into the house and abandoned himself to orgies of drunkenness in the intervals he used to drive all over the province complaining tearfully to each and all of adelaida ivanovna's having left him going into details too disgraceful for a husband to mention in regard to his own married life what seemed to gratify him and flatter his self-love most was to play the ridiculous part of the injured husband and to parade his woes with embellishments one would think that you'd got a promotion fyodor pavlovitch you seem so pleased in spite of your sorrow scoffers said to him 
many even added that he was glad of a new comic part in which to play the buffoon and that it was simply to make it funnier that he pretended to be unaware of his ludicrous position but who knows it may have been simplicity at last he succeeded in getting on the track of his runaway wife the poor woman turned out to be in petersburg where she had gone with her divinity student and where she had thrown herself into a life of complete emancipation fyodor pavlovitch at once began bustling about making preparations to go to petersburg with what object he could not himself have said he would perhaps have really gone but having determined to do so he felt at once entitled to fortify himself for the journey by another bout of reckless drinking and just at that time his wife's family received the news of her death in petersburg she had died quite suddenly in a garret according to one story of typhus or as another version had it of starvation fyodor pavlovitch was drunk when he heard of his wife's death and the story is that he ran out into the street and began shouting with joy raising his hands to heaven lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace but others said he wept without restraint like a little child so much so that people were sorry for him in spite of the repulsion he inspired it is quite possible that both versions were true that he rejoiced at his release and at the same time wept for her who released him as a general rule people even the wicked are much more naive and simple-hearted than we suppose and we ourselves are too end of section one